0: And welcome to another edition of Naya Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and I hope to find long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. And as it's the last day of the month, guys, you know what that means. Wrestling of the month. And what Wrestling of the Month is, guys, it's where I do a quick summary slash review of of a particular thing in the world of professional wrestling. Where this could be anything from a book, a manga, TV show, comic book, segment, clip, match, pay-per-view, video game. You know, as long as there's a connection to the world of professional wrestling, anything is game. And for today's Wrestling of the Month, I'm going to be looking at the amazing book written by Bret Hart, known as Bret Hart Hitman.
1: For as long as I can remember, my world was filled with liars and bullshitters, losers and con men. When did you first come to realize that?
2: Um, you know, probably, um, probably when I wrote it down. That's when I really, um, probably just, I had to put it in words and I think maybe that's, that's about the best answer I can give you. Maybe always, but maybe I never really, UNDERSTOOD IT AS CLEARLY AS WHEN I WROTE IT DOWN. I READ THE STORIES IN THE BOOK ABOUT SOME
1: OF THOSE EARLY YEARS, AND, and YOU TELL A STORY ABOUT HOW you were, YOU WERE STAYING IN A HOTEL ROOM, THIS RUNDOWN HOTEL, STAYING ACROSS FROM A PRISON. I MEAN, I, I'M READING THAT THINKING, HOW DID YOU POSSIBLY STAY IN THAT BUSINESS KNOWING THAT THAT'S WHAT YOU HAD TO GO THROUGH TO GET TO WHERE YOU WANTED TO BE?
2: WELL, I MAY HAVE STARTED OUT IN ONE OF THE TOUGHEST PLACES THAT YOU COULD WRESTLE IN THOSE DAYS, uh, was Puerto Rico. IT WAS TRUE AS PUERTO RICO. IT WAS A REALLY VIOLENT uh, WRESTLING TERRITORY WHERE BEING A HEEL COULD they JUST soon KILL YOU. THERE WAS ONE WRESTLER FROM EDMONTON, uh, A GUY FROM MY DAD'S TERRITORY, NAMED KIM CLOKEED, BLACK BELT uh, KARATE EXPERT, REAL TOUGH GUY, GREAT GUY, BROKE IN WITH MY BROTHERS. Yeah, I REMEMBER HE WENT DOWN TO PUERTO RICO AND uh, THERE WAS A RIOT GOING ON, ABOUT THE SAME KIND OF THING I WENT THROUGH. AND HE GOT UP ON THE TOP TURNBUCKLE AND DOVE OUT INTO THE CROWD AND THEY, they CUT HIM FROM HERE TO HERE all, AND HE NEVER WRESTLED AGAIN. he only, HE'S LUCKY HE CAME HOME WITH, um, with HIS LIFE. You tell the story
1: after you, you blew out your knee, and so you're sitting there. You're back home in Calgary at that point. You're staring up at the ceiling. You're thinking about all these guys around you who are doing steroids, who are getting ahead, who are looking great. At that moment, did you think, you know, maybe the steroids thing, maybe
2: this is a necessary evil for me? I, I, um, I had a tour of Japan coming up at the end of August. I'd had surgery in July, which they told me would be six months before I could ever wrestle again. Here I am six weeks later, worrying that I'm not going to make the end of the uh, August tour. It's like one month. And I remember dining my kids, and I could hardly walk across my living room. And he said, He told me, he goes, You better start taking some steroids, or you're not going to make it. And if you don't make it, how are you going to feed your family? And it, was, and it was all true. And that's where I, I, I started taking steroids from that point. You know, throughout the book, you talk
1: about people who you knew very well who died. Along the way, and and there are so many theories as to why that is. You point out in the book so clearly as to the type of lifestyle that that wrestlers lived, especially in the 80s and, and early 90s. But did they die? Do you think because of the business, or did the business attract the type of person that would be more likely to take part in the dangerous types of behaviors that would lead to their early death?
2: No, I think uh, they they died on account of the business. I believe. And I don't know that anyone could have known ahead of time, including Vince, that they'd just been a little more human, humane with the uh, schedule and gave guys some decent time off and and allowed them to go home and, uh, you know, take, you know, be part of their family again. I mean, I I just remember wishing I could be home for Christmas. One, just one year, I could be home for Christmas. You know, just, just one time. Those memories that you lose with your kids and, and things, you know and that all also leads to a lot of depression, which leads to alcoholism and drinking and uh, the pills and you know I think that all those things were you know clearly understood in a lot of ways, but I don't think anybody understood that so many guys would be dead today uh, from from taking pills directly on account of the lifestyle of all one of the wildest stories in the book, I mean you you walk
1: into a hotel room. There's, there's your buddy Jim Neidhart, and Adrian Adonis, Roddy Piper, Don Morocco, the Iron Sheik, Mr. Fuji. There's a, a bathtub full of beer and ice. They're passing around a joint. There's a mound of cocaine on the table. And you tell the fact that you, you guys sat around, you partied, you told stories all night. And in the book you write, you did that to stay out of trouble. How,
2: how did you mean that? Not to put a black spot by these guys that were with me. It was these were like your brothers that you, that, you know, those guys in London we all kind of saved each other. Sitting in that room, we could have been out uh, getting into way worse trouble and to fights. And uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on and, and uh, worse kind of activities, believe it or not, that could, you know, get you in more. This was almost like a good, safe way to stay out of trouble, hang out, get to know each other, have a few beers and hang out and talk about the places we'd been and, and get closer as, as friends. And, AND ALWAYS I THINK THE WIVES OF ALL THE DIFFERENT WRESTLERS IN THAT ROOM SAY WOULD HAVE SAID, YOU KNOW, I'M GLAD THAT they're, THEY WERE DOING THAT RATHER THAN THE MILLION OTHER THINGS WE COULD HAVE BEEN DOING. RIGHT THROUGHOUT THE BOOK, FROM THE EARLY PART OF YOUR CAREER, EVEN BEFORE
1: YOU STARTED IN THE WWF, YOU KNEW ALL ABOUT VINCE MCMAHON AND, and YOU KNEW WHAT TYPE OF PERSON HE WAS, YET it, IT IS PROBABLY THE MOST COMPLEX RELATIONSHIP BUSINESS-WISE THAT YOU WRITE ABOUT IN THIS WHOLE BOOK, THAT YOU, know, you ALWAYS WANTED TO MAKE SURE YOU IMPRESSED HIM. But I wondered whether or not that was more because of the respect you had for him or because Vince McMahon was the key to attaining all the goals you had dreamed of getting into this business.
2: Well, Vince was, um, I had a lot of respect for him and also had a, I had a pretty good idea what kind of businessman he was. But I also uh, um, knew that he was kind of like God in wrestling in the sense that he could make you, he could break you, he could he could make you the biggest star in the world and he could just. just and I'm the best example I can think of, of a guy that could be at the very, very peak, the top guy that, the, you know, I was his best dog, that he was patting on the head all the time, and the next day I, I'm in the, um, you know, I'm, I'm at the pound getting the, you know, it's like, it's, it was a very black and white uh, um, business that way, where they really ruthless. I mean, I think loyalty with Vince McMahon, I've sensed loyalty has never meant anything to this guy. He he would. You know, he, he didn't care what it took to destroy somebody. He didn't care um, what happened. He didn't care about their kids. I, even now, I think that a lot of um, wrestlers uh, in the industry, you know, a lot of them, the ones that have died, I don't think anyone's doing anything for their families. I don't think it's sort of like uh, a lot of, and unfortunately for Vince McMahon and the WWE, it's, uh, what have you done for me today? It's not what you did for me yesterday. And that's just the way they run their business.
0: Now this book guys is one of the best wrestling books I've ever read. I know it's a book that's quite old now considering when he wrote it he wasn't part of the WWE where nowadays he is. But one of the things I liked about this book a lot is even though yes you could feel there was some resentment, yes you could feel there was some sort of like hatred towards the... WWE, Shawn Michaels, and Vince McMahon in particular, it was quite an very interesting and like encapsulating read. Like, you know, you could always feel yourself being like fixated on this book because it is such a good book. It's really well written by the fact it's over 500 pages, the fact it's actually written by him as well. It's not written by a ghostwriter. Also as well, he is very, very descriptive in a lot of the stuff he's talking about, like because he used to... In the same sort of sense as like Mick Foley used to. He used to write down things that happened in that particular town. So that way when he's talking about different things, it's actually what actually happened rather than it just being like in other wrestlers books. It's literally like, oh, half a page about this important thing where Bret Hart he gives every important thing that happened throughout his career, at least several pages even to a chapter talking about why it's so important and stuff. And I like the fact as well that... He went through a lot of his childhood and then growing up when he wrestled for like Stampede and then going to the WF and then he mentioned about the whole thing of WCW, the sad and tragic death of Owen Hart, God rest his soul, one of my all-done favourite wrestlers and stuff. And it's just really interesting as well just to see his sort of like perspective of what happened and the way that, because it isn't pro-WWE, I know it's very pro Bret Hart, but it's quite interesting to kind of like, he tells all, he tells all the backstage stuff, all the history and stuff, and it's quite interesting as well, like, even though, yes, the Montreal Screwjob is something that is far overplayed and far too um like spoken about where actually it's just like ugh, really talk about that again but I like the fact with this book even though he talks about it he talks about it in such a way that is actually you you can see why he would be so you know vengeful and so sort of like fuck you to WWE fuck you to Vincent McMahon and fuck you to Shawn Michaels and and even him who doesn't really want to talk about it anymore doesn't really want to think about it wrote it in such detail and such things that actually he gave it the respect that it deserves because it's one of those things that a lot of people think of Bret Hart that when they think of him the Montreal Screwjob is one of the things that people think of straight away I know you have other things that people think about him like at uh, winning the title at WrestleMania 10, wrestling against Owen Hart WrestleMania 10, wrestling in the first ever WWF Iron Man match, wrestling against Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13 in that amazing um, submission match, etc. But this will always be at, at the top of the list of what people think of him. And what they and what people think that is very synonymous with Bret Hart that he gives it the sort of the detail and the like talking in his point of view that it deserves but also as well the fact that when he was talking about his feud with Steve Austin and he was putting Austin over the fact that even though yes he could tell in his book he is still very very resentful because it literally came out A few months or the year before he went back in 2010 so this book either came out in a very early 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 2010 or came out in 2009 I can't remember and it's just overall one of those really good books that I'd highly recommend to anyone who likes wrestling books in general it's it's very well written it's very well just in general like um it's very well written it has such a lot of Description has a lot of things that happened and stuff, and even though yes there was a lot of resentment towards the wwe you can kind of understand it whilst you read this book. And the pictures that he's used in this book as well are really, really good. we have got like different like shots of him throughout his life when he was one of twelve children. Uh you've got him as well, like going through his wrestling career, going through his childhood, going through all parts of his life really to kind of like see. How he's able to like grow and like become the megastar, the amazing wrestler that he would then become. And also as well, it's just one of those books that is really well written. It's very, very far out. And it's also one of those books that if anyone said to me, Mark, can you recommend me a wrestling book? This is one of those books I recommend to people, even if you aren't a fan. Same with that with the other amazing wrestling book and I read loads and loads and loads and got so encapsulated in that I didn't want to put it down and that is um, Mick Foley's book Have a Nice Day because these two books are books I recommend to anyone even if you aren't a wrestling fan to read them because they are that amazing. And so then guys, overall, I would have to give this book five stars out of five. This book is amazing. Yes, I know it might be seen in a sense as being a bit old because it was written and published back in 2009 or very, very early 2010. I can't remember when this book exactly came out. Um, But it's one of those books, like I said, is very, very well written. It's one of those books as well that you can see the sort of like, all of the emotions coming off of Bret Hart, you you can kind of see that sort of just like him just talking about wrestling in general. Him, even though it's very much about all about Bret Hart and how great he is, you can still tell in his book as well that he would put himself down saying I wasn't a great husband as much as I should have been and all the other stuff. And yes, sometimes when i get my ego get to the best of me. But actually, in certain situations, you, you can understand why I would and the fact that he was very descriptive about what happened between him and Sean and how they had that big falling out. And just everything else in general that I'd highly recommend this book. It's definitely worth the five stars. It's Also one of those books, because it's written by him as well, you don't have that annoyingness of there with a lot of books being written by ghost writers who don't say it's like, it's always in first person. It's always, you can definitely tell this is something written by Bret Hart. And the fact as well that the book is over 500 pages, you know that he won't, just write a paragraph or two about a particular thing. He will give it the the amount of length and the amount of time it deserves, and it's just one of those books that. The same with, like I said earlier, the McFoley book. Have a nice day. The um. And the other books that are about, like, backstage and all very descriptive about the world of professional wrestling as well, like Jim Ross's um, Wearing the Black Hat, the story of a Hall of Famer, you can tell these books are really, really well written. You can tell that they're putting their, their heart, their soul, their blood into these amazing books to be as descriptive and to kind of, like, be a be all and end all telling of their history in the world of professional wrestling and it's one of those books I'd highly recommend to anyone if you are not a fan you should go out and read Bret Hart Hitman book. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And that, my friends, was my Wrestling of the Month on Bret Hart, Hitman, his amazing book. Let me know, guys, in the comments below. We've got this amazing book, and do you prefer other wrestling books, like, do you prefer the Mick Foley book, or do you like the Rock book, or do you even like the other... Books have come out like the ones by like DK about the encyclopedia of of the WWE or do you prefer more like the Wrestlemania one or the 25 years of The Undertaker etc that kind of stuff let me know guys I'd love to hear what you guys think about it too and also as well guys please don't forget to like follow and subscribe to No Wrestling on all the different social medias, podcaster networks and YouTube too this has been No Wrestling guys I've been raising host, as always, Mark Sylvester, and don't forget guys to take care, and always remember, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be.